just to annoy Roz in the edit. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to Well There's Your Problem, a podcast with slides about engineering disasters that is, in and of itself, very well produced and is not an engineering yes, disaster. Yes. It, it's, well known to production. That's right. And you, if you are watching this episode, it means you are either a patron, in which case, thank you very much, or you are stealing from us, in which case, uh, whatever. Uh, and <laughs> but we're going, we're going in circles, right? We're doing, we're alternating who gets to choose the subjects of the Patreon episodes. We're doing slightly non-standard engineering disasters. This time, we're back to me, Alice. You know who I am because you paid for this or stole it. And we're talking about skyscrapers. So we're talking like. I, also, I'd like to note that this time that I called this podcast Too Many Floors. PPTX. Um, <laughs> so, all right, true. I'll bite. What's a sky? <laughs> yeah, first of all, what's a sky? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you look, I know we haven't seen it for a while because we've all been in quarantine, but you remember when we used to go to the outside place? Um, it's I'm, the I'm, big. I'm here and here. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the big like often blue thing on top of that. Oh, um, oh right, yeah, yeah that thing. <laughs> so why do, why do so, you want to scrape it? That's what I want to know. That seems mm. disrespectful. Yes. Well, we'll get into this. We'll get into this. But for the first time, we have we have a picture here, and what I'm trying to convey with this first slide is I, I'm trying to take you back to the mists of like prehistory and like think about like 2001: A Space Odyssey back when we were apes or whatever, and we accidentally invented planting stuff, and you know, there's going to be a future episode on that at some point, because agriculture, huge mistake. Um, man <laughs> invented... Yeah, just podcasting from my log cabin in upstate Washington. Now, uh, ever, since, ever since the invention of agriculture, man invented uh, put thing on top of thing. Um, and uh, we, we call this building, it's from a proto-Indo-European root, called, uh, which is like B, which means sick of caves. Caves are bullshit. Don't want to live in them anymore. They're really um, bad. There's like, they're like full of like, bats and stuff. That's a yeah, like you have a fear you know? of caves, Roz. I, that's like, that's not even a fear, that's just a rational response. I ain't going in that thing. Cave caves, they're they're weird, they're dank. There's probably like weird cave monsters and spiders and stuff in there. So it's gonna, fucked up. You, I'm gonna spelunk my way through 300 feet of six inch wide <laughs> cave because that's what I do because no, I'm a fucking moron. And I'm gonna do it underwater, you know, even worse. You you, you you do all of that and you get out and then like a, a Neanderthal calls you a pedophile and you're just like what? Oh god, a Neanderthal <laughs> with an electric car, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the Neanderthals became extinct, was everybody just got sick of their shit. Anyway, <laughs> this episode, we're going to talk about what happens when you put the thing on top of the other thing, but you do that too much. Um, and with that in mind, uh, the next slide, please. Alright. Alright, yeah, we're looking at Civilization 3 here. Um, just like, <laughs> get, get transported back, feel that nostalgia wave over you. Um, no, that's the, that's the Tower of Babel or, or Babel. I always thought it was Babel, like like, like the like cheeses, baby bells. I thought it was Babel. Up until um, I was about nineteen, I thought Babel and Babylon were the same thing, and I had huh. education on this topic. So, like, you know, well, like 
that's yeah. Awesome. If, 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. If if you don't know the story of the Tower of Babel, the gist of it is it's in the Bible. Uh, and the gist of it is that like man in in his hubris, right? Uh, he want he invents putting thing on top of other thing, and he wants to put so many thing on top of other thing that he can fuck the sky. Um. Or I guess get up there and like depose God or something. Yeah, they were going to go up there and they were going to kill God, right? Yeah, I'm not even sure if that's what they were going to do, but they were going to do something. They were going to like get up there on a like a big ladder and they were going to fuck with God. And God is like, no, don't do that. This this angers God, and God uh, makes everybody speak different languages, and that's why we have Duolingo. Um, Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and so these these very very old like uh, prehistorical. Uh, there's there's no surviving prehistoric uh, tall building because they anger God, and as such, he has like struck all of them down. This, um, this is a this is a podcast which is, relies strictly on facts that come straight from <laughs> the Bible. We are a Bible-based right, yeah. podcast entirely, entirely. It's sola scriptura. Uh, well, there's your problem. Uh, <laughs> okay, so like the, the image of the the image of the tall building, like is is like a retrospective one, but it's a purely psychological one because nothing stays up that well yet. We're still putting stuff on top of other stuff, and you can build quite tall in mud. Like there's some fantastic West African mosques that are built in mud, but the problem is that it kind of falls down every year, and you have to like have a bunch of guys climb up it and like slap new mud on there, and you can't do that with like a mile high building. So yeah, that would be difficult. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. that's that, that's the shitty job for this episode is I'm <laughs> the guy who has to like climb up a mile long uh, vertical mud surface to like slap some more mud on there. Um, call me the mud slapper. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I don't like that. Well, since I assume it's like like waddle and dab or something like that, mud probably has poop in it too. You know, which is frustrating. Oh, what do you yeah. care? It's I guess. I mean, like, it's gonna dry and it's not gonna smell, but like, it's still. I guess I don't know. Anyway, next slide, please. Gotcha. Okay, so we're now we're now out of the Bible and into the Book of Mormon, as you see here on the right. Um, the the, <laughs> the first like the first tall structures that you can do if you're building stuff with like mud and stuff like that is you just do earthworks, right? That's easy to do. You it, it, like. As soon as you dig a hole, you end up with a like a small corresponding hill. If you have a bunch of like earth, you can just build a big hill. Um, you need to have a lot of slaves to do that, ideally, because you know nobody likes digging. Um, but it's it's easy to do. I mean, easy for you, not the slaves. Um, it, you you can just kind of sit there in your lawn chair and be like, yeah, just build 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 the hill bigger. Um, so what you're saying is every pyramid has a corresponding pyramid-shaped hole somewhere. Exactly. On that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. There's that. That's what, what do you think an ocean is? Huh? That's where they get the pyramids from. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, it goes back to my theory on how to combat global warming or sea level rise. <laughs> dig a big hole. Dig the hole. Yeah. Just dig the hole. <laughs> so like. So like this is this is chiefly useful for again religious and ritual purposes, right? Because you want to get up to the sky to fuck God. Um, 
So you can build a burial mound like this. This is a core gun on the left. It's um like a, a Scythian and then a, a steppe European, uh, Eastern European and Central Asian burial mound where you like you put the, the king or whatever inside a tomb with all of his nice shit for the afterlife and then you heap so much earth on top of it that you know where the guy is buried and you can be like, huh, that's a king. Um, you can, if you want, you can build a city like this. So on the right hand side, this is Cahokia, which is the largest city in North America until Philadelphia in like the 1780s, I think. Woo! Billy number one! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, the, the only time when Philly and Mississippi have like overtaken each other. But yeah, no, yeah. this is this is on, I think it's the, like the Mississippi floodplain. It's in like Missouri now. Um, it, it's not much of a site left because it's mostly like it's earthworks and it's wood and it's thatch, which means what survives of it is like some lumps, right? Um, but the earthworks are still there, the lumps, the mounds as they're called, they're still there because um, of a thing that we're gonna like, this is important for our next slide too, uh, triangles are strong, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that's that's math. I, 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 didn't, I didn't do my civil engineering degree so I, I, I don't know how much they dedicate of, of, of the textbooks to triangles strong, but I'm going to assume it's like 60, 70 percent. It's, it, it's basically, yeah, that, especially when you get into like truss analysis and stuff like that, it's like, hmm, yep, triangles, yeah. squares, not going to help good. you. Triangles, though. Very <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Triangle so, good, tri yeah. very bad. Tri tri triangle very good, because you have this broad base that supports uh, the like lessening weight going up. Uh, with that in mind, we've got to now talk about the like extremely good triangles. Next slide, please. Ah, uh, uh, yes, the pyramids. <laughs> That's right, the pyramids. <laughs> so, literally, you, you can see you can see the increments here, right? And the increment is you get the slaves to build or, or peasants, whatever kind of interchangeable on Corvée. You get them to build your big hill, uh, and then you think to yourself. What if we had them build the hill out of stone? Because the hill shape doesn't fall down. So probably if it was a triangle, it, it won't fall down if we make it out of stone. What if we make a stone hill? Um, what if we... And, and once again, we're back to the, like that early human impulse of stacking thing on top of mm -hmm. other thing. The reason why you have uh, a pyramid is because the Egyptians had something called a mastaba, which is where you just you have one of the tombs and then you just stick another tomb on the roof because I don't know, it makes it look cool. Uh, they're on the uh, the the ancient tried and true uh, uh, tradition of um, you know more is more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like at some point, like this is a process of trial and error over hundreds, if not thousands, of years. At some point, you realize mm -hmm. that you have to make the mastaba on the roof a little bit smaller so it doesn't like break through the ceiling. Um, and th this requires <laughs> a lot of math. Uh, and you can fuck up math. I, I do this routinely. Uh, you know, ask me to uh, like divide up how much I should be tipping somebody. If even even if you are like the biggest brained Egyptian priest, you will fuck this up at some point. And so, the slides that I've put here are not the Great Pyramids; they are the Bent Pyramid of Sneferu. Ah, the mediocre pyramids. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, this, We're doing this, pyramid incrementalism here. This is this these, is where you go when your tour guide hates you. 
Yeah, this is where you go. This this is what happens when your pharaoh like is like Joe Biden, right? And he's just like, listen, listen. At least it's not a menatap, right? So you know, maybe it's a little bit bent, but yeah, it could be worse. Have you seen the other guy? Um, so yeah, the bent pyramid of Snefru is bent because they like they fucked up the calculations a bit, and it kind of collapsed over to one side. Um, I actually did a report on this for contracts class in um in oh, yeah. college. You know, trying how much to of figure, it do you remember? Oh god, I you know the issue was I couldn't like figure out like how the contract actually played out for this thing, right? You know, because mm. I was like, all right, what what are what kind of what kind of penalties was the contractor assessed for <laughs> screwing up the pe- the pyramid this bad, right? And it's like I'm sure there's some there's some ancient equivalent to this, but like I, there's just there's not enough in the archaeological record yeah. to not, really not figure an it Egyptian. out. Not an Egyptian one, but not for nothing. There is like we do have the earliest example of like deficient performance of a contract it is a Babylonian guy called Yanasir, oh, who yeah. li- literally <laughs> is like he. Ca- I don't know what was does, up with this com- dickhead complaining about the price of tin. Or no, something? no, no. He's 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 not, he's yeah. the recipient of the complaint, and we know this because he keeps a room in his house that are full of like are full of copper tablets. And those copper tablets com- contain complaints to him. And the copper tablet and the tablet is like, what the fuck? I paid you for like some copper and you gave me inferior grade copper. Um and yeah, I'm not I'm not paying full price for this shit. <laughs> that's the that's the ancient Babylonian equivalent of having a bunch of papers on the dashboard of your pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a contractor, I'm a contractor. I can the history of the general contractor from ancient Babylon and Sumeria all the way to the present is just like cheaping out on the materials and then like getting a shitty letter about it and just being like, yeah, whatever, and just like leaving it. Somehow ancient Babylonian uh, contractor still has a wife who cherishes her Michael Kors bracelets and watch, <laughs> which are hideous, by the way. She's got ancient Babylonian Pandora charms, and she drives a 2016 Chevy Tahoe LTC that they can't afford and are upside down on the loan on, but that's fine, because you got to get your goddamn kids to soccer practice. Oh, yeah. That's ancient exactly Babylonian soccer yeah. practice. Yeah, she, she, she has, like, a war cart. Don from Baghdad went down the shore of the Tiber River, uh, <laughs> Wildwood is actually man's earliest known uh, uh, outpost of civilization. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is this is the bent pyramid, and then we have the other one that Don from Baghdad fucked up is Maidum, which is it's it's a collapsed pyramid. Like you can see, they built the kind of the core of the stone inside, and then the whole thing just fell down. Uh, you see this a lot with like the smaller southern Kushite pyramids too. Um, pyramids be falling down even though they're like a shape that kind of stays up uh, because you can fuck up the construction. But next slide, please. All right. If you keep trying, if you like are willing to absorb the like thousand years or so of just fucking up and getting screwed over by contractors. You can build something that's so good at staying up that it's the tallest building or set of buildings in the world for the next four to six thousand years, right? Yeah. 
and that's 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 the great pyramids in the top right but i've put in a whole bunch of these including like a, a ziggurat which is kind of like a bit of a pyramid and some step pyramids and those pointy kushite pyramids and the temple of the sun in um teohuitkan i think um wait is this the, the one down here or the one up here the this one on the bottom right is yeah, that's what uh, i thought yeah yeah, yeah. and this and one's like everybody the, sorry go ahead this that's, one's like um, in the yucatan right yeah, 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 yeah. I think That's, it might be a Cozumel, but don't quote me on that. It could also be um, the case. I'm not sure. Anyway, I don't, I don't my, know anything. My point, <laughs> my point with this is that everybody around the world gets in on this pyramid shit independently on their own because it's the thing that stays up. Um, oh, it, it was ancient aliens. I'm pretty sure you. That's mean true. It was ancient aliens. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I do mean that. Stop, stop erasing. Ancient aliens. <laughs> ancient aliens come down from space and they tell uh, the, the Maya and the ancient Egyptians and the ancient Kushites and the ancient Babylonians to build triangles. Uh, for what? We don't know. Grain storage, possibly, if, if, you're, if you're Herman Cain. Bunch of aliens protesting outside the party city where they're selling, you know, like grey man costumes. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, <laughs> a, culture, culture, it's a culture, not, not a costume. A costume. We, you know, we built the pyramids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, the aliens were Irish. Uh, okay, um... <laughs> oh, to, to be clear, to be clear, that's a recurring bit that we have on Trash Future about the Irish having built the pyramids. Although, was a thing that people thought. People had a thing called British Israelitism, where they oh, thought that... Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that mm. fucking shit. No, when, you're not. You're not. Yeah. You're not the most fucking special people in the world. There's L no Lost way, try, baby. There's no way a decent and gracious God would make his chosen people the fucking British. Because if he did, if he did, I would love to hear an explanation on the Sue's crisis. Yeah. So, so, so often do I, so often do I look at my horrifying English visage in the mirror and be like, "Yeah, this, 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 good as it gets. This is the God's, best it's gonna be." People, baby. And it That's does right. feed in ancient time <laughs> upon England's mountains. I, I love Jerusalem. I love Jerusalem so much because it's a song where a series of questions to which the answer is no are followed by a series of demands to which the answer is go and get them yourself. Uh, did those feet in ancient time tread England's pastures green? No. Uh, bring me my um, bring me my chariot, bring me my bow of burning gold, go and get them yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, great. Lo love, love nationalism. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is the ancient world, right? You can build you can build a pyramid, it stays up, it's probably still there. Um, the aliens are happy, God's happy, because you're not trying to like fuck God anymore. Even though you can do like human sacrifice and stuff on the top of these, it's it's not the same, right? Yes. Um and you can use these to like you can bury people in them, you have temple complexes on them. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It's a great time in pyramid architecture, and then the long, slow decline of the pyramid <laughs> contractor begins. Uh, oh, next, yeah. next slide, please. I didn't realize it was pastures green. For some reason, I thought it was mountains green, but that's Vermont, not England. Anyway. Yeah, we don't really well, have right mountains. There, right there, name and everything. Don't you guys have whatever your tallest mountain? Somebody stole the top inch of it. And now people are very mad about it. 
Ben Nevis, maybe. I mean, it's it's a mountain in the sense that it'll kill you if you go up in winter, but it, like it's a hill for all practical purposes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, God's chosen people. Sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and he chose this like country of like kind of dismal hills. Anyway, this is the slide where <laughs> Justin gets mad at me and inserts three more slides to contradict it. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is this is this is the bit like like. <laughs> Okay, the long after the long slow decline of the pyramid guy and people stop building pyramids. Aside from weird Victorian tomb architecture, which we won't get into, um, the the medieval period happens. That like antiquity happens, the Dark Ages happen, the medieval period happens, the early modern period happens. None of this matters to me because I don't care. Justin disagrees, and we're going to have three I, slides about that. I do disagree because it turns out. That Don from Baghdad moved to Italy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I'll summarize my objection to this before you like take it away, and I hand this segment over to you, right? And that's the tall buildings after the pyramids, and until like I don't know, nineteen twenty or whatever, are basically a, like it's a spindly ass tower you build, so a guy climbs up to the top and yells at God, and they fall down all the time. Uh, like, two of these are minarets, one of them is a church spire, that's all minster, the minaret of Jam, and I think the Jamla Masjid in India, and yeah, no, like, some of them have stayed up, very good. Um, but like, they also collapse a ton, you, you can't really use them practically, you can't live in one of these things, right? Uh, you certainly can't be buried in one of them, it's, it's a platform, not a building. Uh, with that in mind, Justin, the next like three slides are you owning me, so take it away. All right. So, uh, one of the tallest, the tallest building in in the tallest building in antiquity, which was not a pyramid, was the lighthouse at, at Alexandria, right? Uh, so, you know, so uh, this is one of the one of the few tall buildings that was like built for a practical purpose, um, sort of. But you mm. know, this was. Um, so this was 330 feet tall. It was built in the 200s BC under the reign of uh, Ptolemy II, oh. Philadelphus. Huh? Yeah. He was a Philly guy. He was a Philly yeah. guy. He 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 grew up. He grew they up just around uh, <laughs> just around 13th and Catherine before he moved to Egypt. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this was back in the 200s BC. So it's Hellenistic Egypt, right? He um he 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 was a Greek guy. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know. I assume he, one of his descendants probably did, uh, that nice Greek place on South street. Um, so <laughs> anyway, are you, are you saying that there's like a hero's place in the like floor level of the, the lighthouse of Alexandria? Almost certainly. Yeah. yeah. It's probably you delicious. Just, like, yeah. You, you go past it. You just hear a bunch of like plates smashing and like, cool. <laughs> well, so the lighthouse of Alexandria, you know, is, is sort of ostensibly for navigation during nighttime, but it really isn't. It's more of a huge dick waving contest. I mean, it's a big fucking building, you know. And it was again, this was the tallest habitable building until it mm. fell over in 1480 because there was an earthquake. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Yeah. Once yeah. again, I'm I'm not I'm not gloating about this. <laughs> I mean, I am, but. Uh, like I'm, I'm, I stand by my hastily written slide of <laughs> nothing of note happens. <laughs> they right. build a big bonfire on top of a platform and it falls down. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Unreinforced masonry, it'll get you. But yeah. 
after that, you know, we don't really do too many tall buildings uh, throughout like the uh, antiquity until friend of the pod, old St. Peter's. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Adventures in conservation. I know, right? Uh, so this was built under Emperor Constantine the First, right in uh, in Rome. So obviously, this has been demolished since then, replaced with the new St. Peter's. You notice yeah, right it's a here, giant door. Just to give you an idea of sighting, the big dumb obelisk that's in the Vatican courtyard now is right here. Um, mm. It was kind of fucked up for like most of Europe, just jacked obelisks, just like taking a bunch of Egyptian dicks. Oh yeah, I mean, like there's more obelisks outside of Egypt than there are any. I think there's like four obelisks left in Egypt. <laughs> but there's like I, the, at least two in London. So just uh, yeah, fucked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They did yeah, some give, serious... give them the weird dicks back. <laughs> did some serious looting, right? So uh, old Saint Peter's, uh, you know, formed the basic template for cathedrals, churches from then on out because you know. Instead of having Christian services in, you know, a house or somewhere like that, you know, where where you're not going to be detected by Roman authorities. Now it's like, oh, no, this is like a, a state sponsored activity. Shit, we can build a big dumb building, which they did. Hmm. Yeah. So, and the big the form of the big dumb building to a Roman is a, uh, like a bath or a basilica. And you don't want to have a service in a bath. So, yeah. So you build a basilica, right? And basilicas before. um before they were associated with the Catholic Church, a basilica is a um, sort of large building where a Roman politician or a, a governor or whatever would hold an audience with a bunch of people, right? Yeah. So all you might do be is from you... the Greek basileus, which is like a king. Uh, don't quote me on that either. That mm. might do it. So all you do is you know you swap out the uh, the throne for an altar. Boom! Now it's a church. All right. They added a couple extra <laughs> things. You got the transept here in the back, right? That means the whole thing looks like a cross. That means it's religious. Um, <laughs> you got some side chapels, right? You know, another common thing, right? You got the apse in the back, right? But notably, of course, they had the bell tower right here. Hmm. Suddenly it's like, hmm. You know, this is, this, is, this is one option for making our church big and impressive. Have a taller tower. Intriguing. And yeah. like you can ring the bell, everybody can see you do it. It's a it's a dick waving thing, once again. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I, I will I'm yeah, the biggest civilization dick. is exactly. Mm -hmm. Look at my schlong, look at my schlong, and Wars of <laughs> Conquest and shit. And as as I hinted at earlier in in the slide where I don't care about this, this is another thing that's like invented or adapted by Islam, and is like, yeah, we can just do a massive minaret where a guy gets up on the top and yells. Yes, so you can have the Samoans yeah. chanting the Ad Hod Lana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as the years go by, of course, uh, uh, Christian church architecture gets more. Advanced, well developed. We move from uh, the um, you know, wow, a cathedral made out of butter. Yes, wow, <laughs> that sounds like it's gonna leak. <laughs> so you know, we go, we move from sort of Roman architecture to what's called Romanesque, which has some takes some liberties on the style of Roman architecture, and um, that's when they really stop using concrete. That's in like the eight hundreds A.D. Um, you have some kind of shorter. But you still have towers where they're kind of shorter, and then we 
eventually reach this thing called gothic architecture. Yeah, which, which is, goths. Yeah, mm. it's good. It's Pointed good. arches only. Yes. None of this circle bullshit. Because the pointed arch is stronger than the round arch, right? Hmm. This is when people really started stretching stone to its absolute structural limits, right? You, that's why we have flying buttresses. Uh, that's why you have, like, rib vaulting and all that. The idea is you're trying to make these big, heavy stone structures as light and airy as possible, right? Um, and I think... Yeah, the, and the... The French really developed this most highly, um, mm. you know, where there's like, you know, it, it just makes it seem like, you know, whole walls of this giant cathedral are entirely stained glass. Yeah, uh, you see that at like Chartres or Reims. Uh, yeah. And like, all, all of this stuff takes like 60 years to build, you work your whole life on it. Uh, oh yeah. It usually fell oh, down yeah. a couple times while you were building it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the towers, as as we like get into, are the most unstable part. Like Glasgow Cathedral, like the towers, uh, you know, it falls down sometimes. Happens and happen just happened in Notre Dame, right? Yeah. Like something burns down, something shakes a bit too much. Somebody looks at it funny, the <laughs> thing falls down. Yes, and one of those was, of course, Lincoln Cathedral, right? Now uh, uh, this do be, in fact, in England. Um, yeah, it has been known to do be that. Yeah, I do. And um, it had this very large central tower uh, with a spire on top, which is no longer there. Um, hmm. Probably but, for some reason. Well, when they put this up, it was the tallest building in the world. This was 1311. And it stayed that hmm. way. It beat the pyramids, finally. That doesn't sound very tall. And then, well, it was, I mean, have well, you have you seen the pyramids like next to some like measure of scale? They're surprisingly big. Yeah, they're like, I meant like 13, 13, 11 as a height measurement. Never mind. No, yeah, it was, oh. was five hundred and twenty feet, feet tall. tall. Okay, well, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one point three kilometers I'll just, I'll just tall. Go fuck, I'll just go uh, fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> All right, so. It's a 520 foot tall spire, well, measured from the ground, like the spire itself, you know, started here, and then like, you know, but the distance from the ground to the top was 520 feet. And this is the tallest building in the world from 1311 to 1548, when the spire fell over in a thunderstorm. Yeah, they do that. But on the plus side, we've now, we've, like, the genie is out of the bottle of Assassin's Creed protagonists having stuff to jump off of. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Did didn't really work in uh, the the ancient Egypt one to my taste. You just kind of like slid back down. Yeah, uh, but like I, Assassin's yeah Assassin's Creed two, the best one. This is this is the shit that you have yes. to like. Yeah, and with that in mind, we can I, I believe would say that Black Flag is the best one. No, no. I, I mean, know, Black Flag is a Black Flag specific. is a great game. It's not I, the best Assassin's I, I, I Creed think, game. I think I think it's no. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I think it's an objectively better game. I agree. Talking about like, okay, fine. The spirit of the series, I suppose. Yeah, the spirit of the series is embodied in like an Italian dickhead in a hoodie running around and jumping off of stuff. And with that in mind, I believe that takes us to Italy. Yes. Uh, so, all right, let's go to Italy, where Don from 
Macedonia has uh, <laughs> yeah, where, the, where he moved <laughs> uh, Mesopotamia. Excuse me, not yeah, same uh, thing. Yeah, yeah whatever. Me- Mesopotamia it, is is always core Macedonian territory. Always has been. Yep. So, all right. During the late medieval uh, era and the early Renaissance, there's a bunch of Italian families, and they're making a bunch of money, right? You know, like all these, all these these people like the the fucking Medici's and crap, right? They're also always yeah. mad at each other for having more money or less money or whatever. They're just they're all they're all constantly. They need somewhere to do the Italian thing of like leaning out of your window and shaking your fist at each other. It's true. Yeah, it's like uh, there's a bunch of there's a bunch. It, 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 everyone's like you know, uh, just they're all mad at each other. I mean, but they have like hmm. money and stuff. So now they're like, I mean, this is this is where the Medici's and the Borgias and like uh, uh, whatever face of Siena comes in. Where like you have everybody poisoning everybody, everybody doing incest. Uh, it's it's a fun time, oh, but it's yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a lot of incest. Yeah, love some incest. No, it's like, yeah, I can't believe you're my step Borgia. Yeah, um, <laughs> my parents had a cat named Lucrezia Borgia. Huh? Did she poison anybody? She was a vicious motherfucker. She, was trying to poison. Mean, she, she scratched me a lot. Huh. Well, that'll do it. So, one of the ideas that all these uh, families decided to try and do to intimidate each other is we're gonna build a big fucking tower on top of our house where theoretically we could like shoot arrows at each other or something like that you know mm. you know are these nominally usually bell towers too they're nominally that they're also like eh, well, maybe we could use it to get the high ground if we got to fight each other but you know mm. really they're just kind of useless um yeah big dick like towers yeah. yeah, absolutely. This is this is what you do. This is McMansion energy, right? This is what you do when you can't get like a an extra carport put on. This is what McMansions look like with no zoning. <laughs> I want to I want to see Kate do the McMansion analysis to this picture of San Gimignano. <laughs> that would be good. I, yeah, yeah. I, I want those labels on there so badly. <laughs> but yes, this is a pic of San Gimignano. This is a town in Italy that still has most of its medieval uh, <laughs> Italian for Saint Jimothy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Saint Jimothy, patron saint of oh god, like Mark Echo T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, still has most of its medieval house towers. It's a very nice gelato place here somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. There's also, um, but you know, so this is this is most famous for its house towers. But the house towers were. Um, more prevalent in wealthier and larger towns like, say, Florence or Siena, right? Yeah, because all of these are individual city-states, so they're not only competing with families within them, but also with each other to be like, ah, fuck you, we got a bigger tower. Yeah, so... Unless you're Pisa, in which case you're like, well, we got a bigger tower, but it fall over a bit. Yeah, well, it hasn't fallen over yet. So I would say that it's begun to. It, it certainly mm-hmm. it's, it's off level. Yeah, but you know that and that has made it more famous than any of these towers. So no, who, who really wins? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, the thing about that is, you know, everyone thought these towers are fucking dumb, right? Mm. And what eventually happened in both Florence and Siena is the city government stepped in and said, "Look, you got to get rid of these towers. They keep falling down and shit." Right, <laughs> and then to prove their superiority, they built their own towers, which were taller than any of the other towers that had been built. And they're like, 
all right, this is the tower that can exist, right? So uh, this is the feeling, feeling some ideology happening here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the Palazzo Vecchio in Florence, right? Uh, this is built in 1299. It is 308 feet tall, right? And then in Siena, of course, there is the Palazzo Publico, and this is 335 feet tall. Um, and just because they wanted to have it to be slightly higher than Florence's tower. Jesus. Uh, and they, um, this was built in 1297. Um, <laughs> so the skyscraper race is not a new phenomenon. It's just Italian dudes like building uh, reinforced city halls. Oh yeah, they're just you know they they see uh, they see somewhere else and if ah the bibbidi bobbidi bibbidi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, like yeah. th this is this is me comprehensively refuted, right? Because <laughs> my my original contention here is that like none of this stuff matters. Um, <laughs> you you may still agree with that, but like I think you put together a compelling argument here, Justin. That uh, and I'm owned. Um, <laughs> ah, the babbity boobity bibbity. Yeah, babbity boobity. So so like. We we continue to follow the career of of, of our contractor Bob, right? And and yeah. as we exit the medieval period and enter the early modern period, uh, next slide, please, because Bob moves to England, and you can tell this is England because it looks like shit. Um, <laughs> like there's just like everything's grey. There's a bunch of like sheds, I think, weirdly reflective road sign. The lamppost looks crooked. It's it's fucked. It's just generally fucked vibes. Like we've talked about this before. We talked about this a lot on the APT episode. England just has this like layer of grime over everything. Eternal dreariness. Yeah. 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 Well, this though is the first skyscraper, and Justin's gonna fight me as on this one as well because it doesn't skyscrape. Uh, which you might call the sort of the the sine qua non of a skyscraper, right? It's like four stories tall. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's got a cast iron frame though. Yep, that's the thing. Yeah. This is this is going to be a this is going to be such a fake ass sounding name, Ditherington Flax Mill. Yes, oh, that um, right. <laughs> built 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 seventeen ninety seven. Uh, they mill flax in there, and the problem with milling stuff is like milling anything. Is that it explodes because fine powder just explodes whenever it wants to, whenever it gets bored. Yes. Um, it, it always take grain safety very seriously, people. But uh, it's the Industrial Revolution. And if you go way, way, way back to episode one of Well, There's Your Problem, less Liam, even. Um, oh, I know, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks without you, man. But like, Straight one of the things, of one of the things that we talk about is. Uh, cast and wrought iron, and how like, it becomes practical in England to make shit out of cast iron. So what if all of the like beams and the columns and the frame of the building that we were previously making out of wood, what if we make that out of iron so it doesn't fall down when the flax explodes? And that works, like it works really well, like it's still there, still looking dismal as hell. Um, it's it's not tall, but it doesn't need to be because it proves that you can use uh, an iron or at least a metal frame construction to keep a building up. Um, yes. Next slide, please. 
So one thing I will say is that a lot of these early cast iron uh, buildings, especially mill buildings in uh, England, um, they were advertised as being fireproof. Hmm. Um, now, were they? The, well, cast, the frame is cast iron does not burn; it will buckle. Though, look, oh, jet, jet, jet fuel, jet fuel cannot melt iron beams. It's true. <laughs> it can it can make them buckle, however. Um, so a mm. lot of these buildings were less fireproof than advertised. Um, but yeah, All right, it's, I, it's incremental, right? Like it, it's yes. safer to have a brick and iron building than a wood one. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. I snuck another slide in here. Yeah, you did. Yeah, oh, I did. Tricky bastard. <laughs> now you got this uh, structural innovation, which is, of course, you know, cast iron buildings, st- uh, metal frames, right? But you know, one of the things is about building tall buildings is ain't nobody likes climbing up no stairs, right? That is true, um, and that's why you know, but historically, there have been six or seven story buildings relatively common. Uh, so, like in ancient Rome, there were apartments called thermae. Hey, it's future Justin here to say that I meant insulate, not thermi. Uh, thermi are baths. Okay, back to the episode. Right? And they were usually topped out about seven stories. They're also built like shit. They fell over a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just build a bunch of them in the Sabura, and they fall down, they crush a bunch of plebeians, and you're just like, eh, whatever. Well, whatever. Um, and yep. they were, you know, they, they also, like, the apartments on the top floor were the cheapest, right? Because hmm. nobody wants to climb up that many stairs. Um, so, in 1853, Elijah Graves Otis uh, demonstrated uh, the first. Otis, I don't even know why I'm booing him. Safety breaks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I this, this is a Teeson Krupp household. I will not have. I uh, I this propaganda. I'll have you know, my grandfather worked for Otis. Um, huh. <laughs> a good one. Yeah, oh, we found we found the first sectarian divide in a podcast with a Jew, <laughs> a Muslim, and a Catholic on it, and it's elevator <laughs> manufacturers. Yeah, no, I I I am an Otis man through and through. Um, mm. so. Elijah Otis demonstrated the first safety elevator in 1853, right? So here's the gimmick, is that he would he'd go into some public place. This is some kind of exhibition, I think, you know. And Victorians love that exhibition shit, too. Oh, it's elevator So this is perfect. Lab. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let's take the kids and we're like, uh, you know, a, a generation ago we would have gone to see a hanging, but now we can go see some wonder of technology. Maybe see a hanging on the way home. Um, <laughs> you see a hanging if this goes wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what he would do is he'd get on this platform. He'd you know have someone winch him up, right? And then he would take a big saw, right? And because the the main fear with elevators, because elevators were obviously practical, right? You know this is a relatively simple machine. Before Otis, um, you know the the people were scared to take him because what if the rope breaks, right? Yeah. So like. What he would do is he would saw through the rope as he was standing on the platform. God damn, dude. And then when the rope broke, the platform would drop a quarter of an inch or so and the um the braking mechanism would engage. 
and he would stay there without any rope holding it up. But he announced to the crowd, all safe. How the fuck's to get down? I don't Why? worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just have to wait for a guy with a ladder? Yeah, he probably, he probably had a guy with a ladder. I suppose it's better than, uh, than executing an elephant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, like, this was not the weirdest thing you could go and see. And, like, you got your money's worth, like, it worked. Yeah. Um, now, getting these things installed uh, practically in buildings required a couple more inventions, like, you know, electric motors and stuff. Um, but elevators are now, like, a thing that theoretically could exist and be safe, as opposed to before when it was, you know, just a death trap. That's lame. You should do the Paternoster. Those things are terrifying. They roll. Oh, fucking it's, thank you. Nope. It's just, it's just like, it's just like if you imagine a bucket elevator, excavator rather, just on its side. It just like it's a long track with a lot of like elevator cars on it, and it just moves constantly. And why you just you hop this? on or hop off. And if you fuck up in any way, you I die. Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Well, I'm so <laughs> They're really popular in Scandinavia for some oh, reason. Yeah, yeah, no, let's model our, our, our civilization on those fucking people. <laughs> also, Czechoslovakia. Um, huh. Yeah. And, you know, the real dangerous one is the man engine, if you ever heard of that one. And that oh, was like. Oh, oh, that's the one where you step between, the, like you're playing a platformer. Yeah, but instead it's real life and you're going down like a thousand feet in a mine. Yeah. <laughs> you're going down a thousand feet in a mine like 16 feet at a time and you get to step between platforms it's hilarious great great fan from the whole family <laughs> yeah my, my my favorite paternoster thing is that they have signs in that's like don't bring a wheelie bin in here because like if you push the the bin over the edge too much then it'll catch the lip of the thing it'll push up and it'll just break your spine against the back wall what the fuck Genuinely a thing. Nope. Like you can see you can no, no, see no, no, this no, no, like no. helpfully illustrated for you on the warning labels. Do not fuck around <laughs> with Pasanostra elevators. In, fa um, in fairness, regular elevators can do that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's also I once, true. I did once lose all my credit cards. Uh uh my, I dropped my wallet and all my cards fell into the little gap between the elevator and the floor. Um, I was actually a freshman at Drexel. And I was just like, well. Guess I'll die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, ah, starvation. Hello. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, no. Elevators is real scary. But uh, they're now practical, which means we can move on to the next slide. Yes. So, we don't, the thing is, right, I, I should say, as by way of like a mission statement here, we don't do great man history on this podcast. No right after we talked clout. about Elijah Otis, yeah. yeah who, I've already forgotten his name. Him. I, I, like, do, I do like that the notes say, no free clout. No free clout. The point that I'm, I want to make with this is that like the skyscraper is like the airplane. It's something that's like, it requires a bunch of different interlocking technologies, all of which become practical at around the same time, at the same time that a bunch of people have the same impetus to try and put them all together. Like, the Wright brothers invent the first practical airplane, they're not the only ones doing it. Uh, Fernando Santos Dumont like, is doing the same thing independently, with a lot of the same technologies. So it's like, it's not really possible to say 
there's a guy who sits down and comes up with the idea of the skyscraper. But that's the myth. There's this enduring myth because there's this Chicago architect named William LeBaron Jenny. And the myth is his girlfriend like leaves a book or something on a birdcage. And he's like, oh, fuck huh. what? Yeah, he's like, Eureka. It it like it holds the weight of the thing. Uh it certainly has nothing to do with like uh any of these like iron framed mill buildings. It has nothing to do with uh like space being at a premium. It has nothing to do with any material conditions. It's just this one guy being like, I'm gonna build a skyscraper. Um But that's what he does. He builds a skyscraper called the Ludlington Building, which is the first all-steel-framed building that's on the left, and then he builds the Home Insurance Building in 1885 on the right, uh, which is all-steel-framed. And I mean, Justin, I, I, I do have in the notes that Justin is going to try and get mad at me here, because when I call it the first skyscraper, like it's, it's steel-framed, so is Broad Street Station, right? Like, they have a big steel curtain wall. I mean, there's some uh, the the uh, the or the the actual first like skyscraper is like such an arbitrary definition. I can't even get mad. I mean, like mm. you know, I I could make you, well, you could you make could arguments try anyway. for. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but like it, what what I'm what I'm saying is this 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 evolves naturally, like the pyramid, um, which means this was also aliens. Um, Most well, likely, I, I, yeah. Aliens visited William LeBaron Jenny and are like, we need somewhere to store a bunch of grain. Um, have you heard of triangles? And he's like, no. And then <laughs> they change their mind and they're like, no, just do a really tall box instead. Yes. Um, so like, but like, we are we're doing we're doing the material conditions thing, right? Like, why 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 do these things exist in Chicago and New York? Why do they begin to be built in the 1880s and 90s? Why build tall in the first place? Uh, and I have a slide for that, but before we do, Justin has another contrarian slide. I have a contrarian slide, yes, which is that you don't need steel to build tall, right? People were you don't you don't uh, need it. You know, it makes it easy. It makes it a lot easier. But people were yeah, like, "Yeah, it's the coward's way." Yeah, you're right. Fuck, yeah, fuck this shit. <laughs> people are like, "Fuck this shit." I, I think uh, you know. Uh, most notably, and I think this is the most contrarian building in the world, just because mm. of what it looks like when it was built and how it was built. This is the Monadnock building, right? It's in Chicago, right? Uh, so this was. Put up in 1891. It is 215 mm -hmm. feet tall. It is 16 stories high. And this whole thing is load bearing brick. Well, why uh, though? Actually, right up to about this point, it's load bearing brick. Everything behind here, that's a steel frame. This is load bearing brick. Why do they do it? I have no fucking clue. It's <laughs> a stupid idea. To, it's really dumb, did, did, but they did yeah. it. Just a flex. Just a flex to be like, yeah, no, we can we can do this with uh with with bricks. It, it's also incredible because there's no ornament on this building whatsoever. <laughs> no, it's weird. It's like it's like aping the style of the like uh the steel frame skyscrapers that are going up at the same time, but with brick. Yeah. Like exclusively. Well, this also Just, went right I, up to the height limit in Chicago at the time. <laughs> I like that. I like that. 
I'm like, no, we're just going to do it in masonry. We'll so the wall at the bottom of this building is six feet thick. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Goddamn. Another, inter- okay. Shit. Uh, another interesting thing about this building is a lot of the interior furnishing and ornamentation was made out of this extremely expensive and new material, right? Uh, aluminum. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Ornamental aluminum. Uh, back Just when it was a, like a really light, a really light furniture setting in a really heavy <laughs> building. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a land of contrast. You, you've got to put the weight reduction kit on your apartments it's once you've like this, built out of brick. This, uh, for, you know, I, I can't imagine what this building weighs. Um, it's got like a spoiler on there. <laughs> 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 yeah, so another it's another helping, notable... it's helping. We take out the rear seats and it's helping. <laughs> another notable example of tall masonry construction is Philadelphia City Hall, right? Which uh this uh five hundred and forty-eight feet tall, right? Hmm, to the top. That's the one with the statue of William Penn on the top where it looks like he's holding his deck from a certain angle. Oh yeah, and like sometimes he's wearing an Eagles jersey. Um <laughs> <laughs> And so, this is the tallest habitable building in the world from 1894 to 1908. It is to this day the tallest habitable masonry building in the world. Also the largest (laughs) masonry building in the world. Um, And the largest municipal building in the world. Uh, Go fuck yourself, New York City. We got a bigger bigger city hall. Uh, Another fun fact is because this tower is so damn heavy, right? Because it's so tall and made entirely of stone. When they built the Broad Street subway under Broad Street, they started trying to excavate underneath City Hall to um, build the City Hall station, right? But what they found Mm -hmm. out is that the foundations for City Hall that had been laid only a few decades previously... Uh, they're all made of wooden piles, right? Oh, no. No, 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 no. And and they had all just, you know, disintegrated since then. Hmm. So what they did is they abandoned the excavation directly under the tower, and then they made this big, stupid S-curve to get around it. Um, and that's why when you go down to City Hall Station today, there's a curve at each end of the station, which is incredibly tight and slows the trains down and makes awful noise, while it, whereas the rest of the line is entirely straight. Um, hmm. What do they do with the rest of the foundations? I mean... It's probably not great to just have it be just not have collapsed. any piles there. Well, also, yeah, it, it hasn't result, it hasn't okay. posed a problem yet. So, <laughs> huh? well, fingers crossed. <laughs> Was it the fifties or the sixties where the city looked into demolishing it, and they had to abandon that plan because to demolish it would have bankrupted the city? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Edmund Bacon's plan to smooth traffic in uh, oh, Center Square Edmund was Bacon. to. Look, Edmund Bacon is a land of contrasts. Yeah, I, um, oh, I hate looking at tall buildings. I'd rather look at billions of cars. Just what a fucking! I don't fucking care. Your own, your own, your own Moses, there, huh? Uh, it's Roz likes him. Roz likes him. Ed, Edmund <laughs> Bacon has a firmer grasp of architectural theory than uh, Robert Moses ever had. So um, do I, man. Like, <laughs> but I just have a figure half up my butt most of the time. So, like, this is not. <laughs> also, his son, uh, famous actor, as it turns out, uh, hmm. Kevin Bacon. 
<laughs> Wait, is that true? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Kevin Bacon's from huh. Philly. Huh. Yeah. So and then this 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 third one you have here is the we're doing obelisks again. We're back to dicks. Big oh, yeah. American cock. No, Big yeah, American another... cock with like the the weird like discoloration because you run out of the brick halfway up and you're just like yeah no we've got to get this thing finished eventually so we'll just use a slightly different color oh yeah well you know they 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 ran out of money at one point so they had to stop building it and then they started but yeah the Washington Monument I have to mention of course I mean obviously it's not like a real like building building right you know it's um it's an obelisk. Right, it does have an mm. elevator in it that goes up to the top, and you can look at as seen in tiny, Fallout Three. Two tiny windows. Okay, let me tell you about portrayals <laughs> of the Washington Monument in video games and movies, where it's in some kind of post-apocalyptic setting, right? Because it's always <laughs> fucking like the oh, the Washington Monument has like uh uh, it, it's like it, the the stone is falling off the steel frame or some shit. You can like peek through and see the steel frame underneath. This is a solid masonry building. There is no metal in this building whatsoever, except at the very top, where there is, again, a very expensive, for the time, aluminum cap. Um, huh. Well, wait. okay. Fuck. We're owned. Yeah. Solid, so like solid masonry building. Video game developers, you're on notice. <laughs> does not have an antenna for Galaxy News Radio at the top. I mean, it might have it, but you know, I, I. It doesn't have a steel frame. It does that not you can have a steel for. frame. No, it's it, it's solid masonry. This is the tallest masonry structure in the world. They beat the pyramids, right? Well, right. yeah. Like, what? Well, once again, like my my <laughs> counter argument to this whole slide is these are these are like uh, novelties. You found one eccentric building, and then like a couple of like monuments. As opposed to practical, habitable office buildings for which you need practically a steel frame. This is true, yes. Alright, so I'm not owned. Oh, oh, Next slide, uh, please. Uh, ah, fuck. Uh, how crap. big is your city yeah. hall, Alice? No, how big is your city hall? I just, I just want to know. <laughs> what, was the last, what was the last time Glass, Glasgow, Glasgow won a Super Bowl? Just when was the last time Glasgow won a Super Bowl? I just want to know. Glasgow, Glasgow did not. Glasgow had a football team. Like, not. Glasgow had a football team called the Glasgow Diamonds, and they had a rap and they had a song. The, the, the video is up on YouTube. I highly recommend watching it. You will dissociate. I. You just. Yeah. L look up. Look up for me the Glasgow Diamonds song. And yeah, no. And the city chambers. The city chambers are very nice. Um, if you like that sort of thing, they're just not tall. Anyway, yeah, this is my theory slide, right? Like, because before Justin interrupted me to talk about his wackadoodle masonry buildings, I was talking <laughs> about, is good. about material is good. conditions as to why you start building Do you mean skyscrapers. Material conditions, yeah, you know what, yeah. you know what masonry is, is a material. I honestly thought, yeah, that joke, literal material conditions, was going to do a lot better than it did. M material science conditions. Talking oh. about jokes. Uh, hold, hold on a second. I have um, I have a bar. sitcom yep, laughter yep, here. Yep. yep. Yeah. Just uh, just hold on. Yep. Yep. Hold on. There you go. I, ho I hope that's everything you Thanks, wanted. Alice. Love you, Alice.
Yeah, love you too. Okay, so we have we have we have a picture of communism, Grandpa, on the screen, and we have some very nice, very early. Yeah, that's just New York... Roz, like four days ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's like two thirds of the podcast. Okay, so like, why 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 build uh, why build skyscrapers in the first place? Well, we're in we're out of the primitive accumulation of capital, which is all of the stuff that we've been talking about, where like. The pharaoh makes you build something, or the pope makes you build something, or the king makes you build something, or the like Medici's make you build something. And we're into capitalism, where you have a a capitalist class, right? Uh, that's like controlling the means of production and is defining classes differently, which means you create this kind of like expanding like middle class of clerks and stuff who work in an office instead of hitting things with a hammer. And they have to work somewhere. Um, what if you put them all in one building? And I'll point out at this point that the home insurance building, that first one that we saw, their starting occupancy was ninety six percent, and it was almost oh, wow. all. Yeah, almost all. Like they 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 built this thing and they sold the the office space immediately. Um, and it, it was filled with firms who like. We're doing relatively new speculative business on the back of this economy that like had not existed a hundred years earlier of doing things like arbitrage or doing things like insurance at a scale that hadn't been possible. When we talk at some point about the San Francisco uh, earthquake, I'm going to have to talk about Lloyd's of London essentially inventing the modern insurance industry because that's what happened. Um, and like between, in fact, <laughs> the San Francisco earthquake is a fantastic. Uh, like lead into the other reason why skyscrapers, which is that like the American city pre-skyscraper is incredibly susceptible to all kinds of shit, most notably burning down. Like oh yeah, Chicago, New York, Boston. Not sure if Philly or not, but like no, we built all... brick because we're not morons. Ah, no. yeah, okay. <laughs> but like almost almost every big American city on the East Coast. Uh, and the Midwest burnt to the ground at some point in the 1870s. And after your city burns to the ground, you rebuild it, but you like, because you're you're living in the 1870s, you have your stovepipe hat on, you start getting utopian notions about like steamships and shit. And so you're just like, ah, no, let's let's like raise all of this has been raised for us, which means it's a blank canvas, which means we can do rational, orderly grid street networks. Uh, we don't build in wood anymore. That's illegal because it'll burn down. Um, we're gonna build this like holistic city, um, but at the same time, you also have incredibly small parcels of land because, like, geography, like Manhattan's not a big place, um, or you have confused ownership rights because everybody's been screwing everybody on like rents and tenancies for the last hundred years. Um, so you end up with these tiny, tiny lots. So you would just buy as many of them in secret as you could, um, and then you just build this steel-framed box on it, and you use it to house this new class of, of white-collar workers. Um, and you'll notice, like, these, you can see a difference between the left skyscraper and the right skyscraper in that they start being boxes, and then they become boxes on boxes, and then you start adding ornaments. Uh, and it starts becoming a symbol of status because you can say, you know, this is the standard oil business, uh, this is the right. standard oil building, or this is the Vanderbilt building, or whatever. You can put your name on it. The Vanderbilt, yeah. Yeah, and, and you're back to you're back to dick waving again. Um, 
Hang on. I am going to go to the bathroom and get a beer. Oh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm actually the podcast. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Rose and I can just talk Marxism. I was about to say, oh, this is wonderful. There's this incredible era of uh, Chicago, just hmm. actually just before the fire, when there, I think it was just before the fire, it may have been just after, when rather than deciding we're going to tear down all these wooden buildings and then rebuild at a higher density. Um, mm. Folks realized, what if we just uprooted the old wooden buildings and moved them somewhere else? <laughs> what if we did the Simpsons <laughs> thing of moving Springfield five miles down the road? <laughs> what if we push it somewhere else? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they did that, right? So there were, you, you, would, you would go, there was this whole era where it was fairly common to just see like a team of horses dragging a building down the street <sighs> to a suburban that, lot, right? And this rules. was, and they would do this with the building occupied and like <laughs> shops and stuff open. <laughs> and, and this is, this, Chicago's urban development is one of the most absurd things in the world because, of course, where else do you have three levels of streets? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, where where else would like bore a series of tunnels under every business in the city and then forget about them and then accidentally flood everything one day? Yeah, yeah exactly. But like you also have like the city beautiful movement. Like when I'm talking about like utopian notions and stuff, it's not all bad. Oh, like yeah. yeah, city beautiful was somewhat good. I mean, the part where it's they demolished of contrasts. The part where they demolished the whole ass load of people's houses to build the Benjamin Franklin Parkway is pretty bad, I think. Yeah. But like the 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 part where you're like, yeah. no, we should we should maybe have like a park here. That's not bad. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Park good. Well, sometimes mm -hmm. park good. Sometimes park bad, actually. Oh. Um Hello. What's up? We were we were just like yeah. uh coming to a consensus on parks. Mostly good. Sometimes terrible. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we ended up too. Yes. Um, with that in mind, a next slide, please. So we're back to feuding Italian families again. Only this time they're feuding Italian American <laughs> families, uh, and they hey, all own different Bobby. construction hey, why firms. Why are you building the building where I was going to build the building? <laughs> why are you building the, the skyscraper all over here? here. <laughs> 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 and I'm mostly I'm mostly deferring to Ros on this because I get the feeling that you're gonna like know more entertaining details of this. But this is like once once skyscrapers become a thing, then it becomes like a race back and forth to try to get the tallest building or the coolest building or whatever. Um, oh yeah, I mean once um I I mean certainly there was a period just before um, well not even just before in the early stage of the Great Depression. I mean, this is always something which I always thought signals a major economic downturn is when the new tallest building in the world is built. Um, <laughs> is, um the bourgeois what? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Um, so monument you know, to male, man's failure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You you have the this um this competition between various real estate developers to get the tallest building in the world in New York City, right? So you know, there was the Chrysler Building here, the Empire State Building here, and then 40 Wall Street, which is somewhere over there, right, which is now owned by Donald Trump, which is frustrating because it's, a, it's my favorite building in New York City. It's like, well, mm. they just call it the Trump Building now, and it's like, come on, man. 
And you, you, they, they'd pull these ridiculous stunts, right? So 40 Wall Street was finished first, and it was slightly taller than the Chrysler Building's planned height. So this spire here was actually built in secret inside the crown. And then after 40 Wall Street was finished, and the Chrysler Building was about to top out, uh, they hauled it out and just, you know, put it on top. And like, boom. Whoa, just a big whoa, middle whoa, finger. We're, we're the tallest now. <laughs> just fuck you. Yeah. And the Empire State, you know, uh, reigned supreme for a very, very long time. I think it didn't... I think it wasn't overtaken until the World Trade Center? I think, I think yeah. that might be I right. Think, yeah. That's yeah. true. And then uh, Sears Tower, and then whatever. I don't think yeah. I don't think Chicago ever had the tallest building until the Sears Tower, um, and then the tall. I think the tallest building outside of New York City was the Terminal Tower in Cleveland. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like the thing that I've I've put in the notes here is uh, that this is an immense source of graft and corruption, comma unlike large scale construction today. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Corruption is, is unimpe uh, construction's unimpeachable now. <laughs> yeah, but like, un unlike now, uh, back in the bad old days, does, does it, was all of this strictly speaking legal? Eh, not so much. Um, what was a lot of the construction, let's say, uh, Italian American affiliated? Sometimes, yes. Um, <laughs> did, did people sometimes pay ten to fifty times what the light fittings were actually worth? Yes, sometimes. Um, and th there follows this huge long tug of war, like in between parts of the same city, in between different cities like Florence and Siena, only this time it's, I don't know, Detroit and Cleveland, um, where you you're just like, you're building these enormous buildings, the economy then collapses because you've tied yourself into this Keynesian system of boom and bust, and everybody hates the skyscrapers now. And then it booms again, you build more skyscrapers, and then it collapses again, and it just continues on this cycle for the next hundred years. Oh yeah. I like, I like this picture of the book tower here, right? Yeah, it's a really pretty building, right? Well, well actually, the, what, what, what I noticed about it, okay, so in real life, only the part over here is what's built. This part was never oh. built, right? And I was looking at it, I was like, wow, that looks like ass. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of wish it was built though. It probably probably looked better in person than the render, um, just because this is an incredibly repetitive facade. Like, holy mm. shit! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah. guys, add add add, do something, please. <laughs> you, All right. Well, were, we have we have a bit more variety in. The next slide. You were still allowed to do ornament back then. Like, come on. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> and like the, here, here is some ornament. And like, I've I've picked two examples. This is uh, the temple. That's the Cathedral of Learning, Pittsburgh University. Uh, on the left, on the right, it's the Masonic Temple in Chicago, which is now demolished, I believe. Yes. Um, but like, I I, I love that they have just built like an English hunting lodge, fucking fifteen stories in the air. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> to, to, to do weird <laughs> ritual shit in. I respect the hell out of that. Um, is, is that like a courtyard with trees in it in the middle? I, I, is it skylight? I don't know. But like, all of the, my point with all of this is that it's not just businesses that are getting in on this, it becomes 
every institution that has the cash decides that they can throw up this 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 status symbol, this skyscraper. Uh, whether it's like the weird like QAnon anonymous club, mm-hmm. or whether it's a university, um, you get some really fucking weird buildings out of this. Um, and I mean. Please, please, like, throw in any, like, uh, the floor is open for weird skyscraper submissions at this time, because... I don't know what the masons need all this space for. I assume the actual temple part is probably up at the top here, right? Because yeah. the, the, the main activity at a masonic uh, meeting is to um, determine what kind of takeout to order, right? You know, that's like, that's like <laughs> most of what they do. Yeah, you um, do you do a little like a little like you do a little play about um uh, Jabulon and like uh the Master Masons and then you like exchange secret handshakes and then you mostly argue about takeout. Yeah, exactly. Um, like uh we're going to get Chinese food today. Uh no, I want Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I respect people who are fully paranoid about the Masons a lot. Like, uh, my mum still does that, just from having been raised Catholic. She was still like, nope, nope, satanic secret society, no thank you. Um, and, like, I, I, I just, I kind of, I quite like the idea, I find it quite charming that you think that, like, the shadow government of the world is a bunch of, like, used car dealers and aprons. There have been uh, some uh, real recruitment problems apparently right now, just because you know, yeah, not, I bet. no one wants to be a Mason anymore. I'm like, you know, it doesn't seem like. I mean, I mean, I I don't think they're an evil secret society. I assume they're kind of like boring capitalist charity yeah. bullshit. You know, like, but, like have I you guess. considered converting to Judaism? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Liam, you're do- you're doing tropes by comparing <laughs> those two. <laughs> I know, I know. Listen, cancel. listen, cancel. You can sit next to me at the next uh, at the next meeting. I'll introduce you to some raw shields. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, like the <sighs> time was you needed to be a mason in order to like get anywhere in the police in in Britain at least. Uh, so that that really was like the closest it came to like a, a shadow go. Oh, and and in Italy, of course, where where propaganda due was like tied in with the Vatican Bank and uh, like the mob and Operation <laughs> Gladio. Gladio, yeah, yeah. F- f- future episode because uh, my friend Noah wants to come on and talk about the Eustica massacre. Ooh, I thought yeah. I thought the Vatican hated the Masons. Wait, yeah, like, weird, nuts. huh? Like, wait, I nuts, guess they. Nuts. I guess they thought the uh, communists were a bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that, that great calculus that, that nobody else has ever made before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, next slide, please. And I'm going full Marianne for this one. I'm going vibes, right? Because this yeah. is the first of two slides where I try to give Justin vertigo. Uh, um, get the oh, equitable Jesus. building here. I like this one. Mm. This is the one that inspired them to do setback regulations because it's it's pretty aggressive in how exactly <laughs> how much yeah, of the shadow it does. That's that's why that's why I picked it, right? It's yeah. a, like as as far as where where your problem is for skyscrapers, one of your problems is that if you live in New York City where the laws are mostly, I don't know, you kick up to Frankie the light, fi- light fixture guy and nobody else, and there's no other laws, then you could just build these incredibly oppressive buildings. Um like 
they they use a lot of energy, which at the time they're being built is coal energy. They block a lot of sunlight. There's probably people throwing shit out of the windows and killing people. Uh, there's probably stockbrokers jumping out. It's not great. Um, and like I, I think a lot about this thing that I remember Utah Phillips saying on like uh, the the preamble to uh, to I think it was like Solidarity Forever or something. Where like th- there's a difference between protest music, American protest music of the left wing of the 19th and the 20th centuries, in that back in the day it was less middle class because the class relations were clearer, right? You could see the building going up as you were like going down into the mountainside or whatever. Um, that Not so much when everything's a strip mall or whatever. Right. Um, yep. And so, like, it, it, it's a very firm... The skyscraper is a very firm statement of intent, right? It, it's especially when you put a name on it. Especially when you're like, "Yeah, this is this is my building. Fuck you. I'm gonna like survey everything from it." It's the same. It's the exact same statement the Medici's are making. It's the same statement that the Pope was making. It's the same statement that the Caliph who builds the minaret is making. Uh, but it's it's articulating a politics of class warfare, right? Um, weirdly, though, and. And I guess also you can do the Anprim thing of being like, oh, it just it, it dwarfs people, it turns people into tiny little ants and machines like and like cogs and so on, in the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anprim, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing the thing is though, the 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 way that that fails me is that people who work in skyscrapers, and I include the early ones in this, often really like them. Um, they're kind of like the place to be, like especially in. Like early skyscrapers of the late nineteenth, early twentieth century, they're incredibly modern offices. Um, that you have this kind of like quasi-standard design where you have like cubicle offices off of a T-shaped corridor, and like it's it's light, it's airy. You're not being choked by smog because you're up in the air, and you have like all of the fancy modern gugars of the time. You probably have like a pneumatic mail tube where if you just want to like send the equivalent of like a shit post on the office Slack to somebody, you just open up the canister, write that shit down, and be like, damn, this motherfucker's shitting out of his doo-doo ass oh, yeah. in cursive. <laughs> F- like, roll that shit up, put it in the tube, put the tube in the thing. <laughs> Incredibly satisfying. And then, like, a minute later, you just got a <laughs> and the thing comes back, and you open it up, and you just read lol. It's great. <laughs> you did have one problem, though. No, hmm. no air conditioning, right? You had, yes. you had to open the windows to get air mm-hmm. in, and, that and meant, then you start thinking about stocks. No, that meant you needed paperweights. <laughs> See? The, yeah, this is this is where we get to the heart of it. The skyscraper is a scam by big paperweights to sell yes. more paperweights. Because you could wind up in the terrifying scenario where you just finish some important paperwork, and then a breeze picks up, and out the window she goes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I I keep making stockbroker jokes, but like, I don't know if that if that ever even really was documented as happening. Of like, there was too much not stonks going on, and guys just deciding to like take a leap out of the windowsill. Um, I think it might be in one of those urban myths, well, which is a shame. I I mean, having worked on tall buildings, um, the only advice I ever got was if you hear someone jumped, uh, don't look. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah well, I, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, that's impressive. I mean, like, <laughs> this is um, 
Fuck, I, fr- I forgot yeah. where I was even going with this because that's such a strong visual element. The point is yeah, to avoid you. the visual element. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> it's it's like that thought experiment. You know, don't imagine a pink elephant, right? Like, don't imagine somebody who has been turned into pizza by like a, a like a a, a, concl- a conclusion, a conclusion with the ground, a, 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 a rapid deceleration. Yeah, a, a, a rapid style deceleration involved event. Yes. Yeah, speed, speed never kills anyone. It's the slowing down. That, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the yeah. All right. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, this is the second slide where I try to give Justin Versico, and boy, oh, if this doesn't God. do it. Yeah, because like yep. you used to like kind of do this, but surveying instead of building, right? Yeah, I was never like out on a steel beam, you know, but I was like outdoors on roofs and stuff. Um, mm. uh, with like very little parapet or anything there protecting me from, you know, if I slipped and fell, you know, that's a uh, you gotta watch Ross that. First, you, yeah. you gotta watch yeah. that first step, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, three hundred, four hundred feet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, remi- reminds me of the joke. Uh, it's a Swiss joke about because, like, the the big cultural divide in Switzerland is between like the French speaking Germans and I mean, the French speaking Germans, the French speaking Germans, and the Italian speaking Germans. that's a better joke are. about Switzerland than the one I'm about to tell. <laughs> no, okay, so the big the big like divide in terms of jokes is between French Swiss and German Swiss. And the jokes that the French Swiss tell about the German Swiss is that they're very dour, they complain a lot, and they're slow. And so the joke is that the guy, the German investment banker, he finishes his day of work in the top of a big office tower in Zurich, and he gets he pushes the button for the elevator, the doors open, he steps in, and there's no elevator, and he's falling down the elevator shaft. And he thinks to himself, man, they always said that like falling down an elevator shaft hurts, but like I don't feel anything. He keeps thinking that for the next five minutes and they just BAM. Thank you. What? I'm so what? confused. Put on the sitcom noise. <laughs> <laughs> Now know what shows are fine. <laughs> Man, now I know what it feels like, and I don't like it. Okay, well, look, the joke is the joke is that he's so slow that he's like he's on the way down, thinking, "Well, it doesn't hurt yet, so it's going to be fine." Oh yeah, uh, until he like hits the thing. Ah, I get anyway, it. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. No. It, yes, it's Please, the way what? I tell him. Anyway, <laughs> I'll be here all so, week. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Try, try the veal. No. Um. So. Reading about early skyscrapers, once again, no free clouds. You try, you read an architectural history of this stuff, and you get the impression that the architect just threw this shit up themselves, and that's not what happens. If you get an architect to build a building, then you just end up with like a mad architect and no building. You have to have a bunch of guys climb up on top of the thing, put the thing on top of the other thing, and then like do a bunch of complicated bullshit, like weld shit or rivet shit, and a bunch of them fall off because ropes are for pussies. OSHA hasn't been invented yet. Grover Cleveland is the president. <laughs> Suck my dick. Like all, all of them are like getting photos taken like this, where they're just like riding an I beam like a cowboy. Yeah, um, like what are the architects doing? I tell you what they're doing is they're drawing up standard contracts, doing pedophilia, and getting shot <laughs> on the roof of Madison Square Garden. 
All, all architects know how to do is draw up contracts, stamp drawings, and lie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like the, the where I'm going with this is like almost any tall building of this period has a body count associated with it. Usually, it's not even a small one, and for some reason, it's not these guys' names and like in Carrera Marvel in the lobby, right? It's Tremulous Vanderbilt the Twenty Fourth, yes, or whatever. Uh, yeah. It's some international waters motherfucker who's num who's like who paid theoretically for this to happen, but practically did nothing. Um, and I, I, the point that I want to emphasize through, in fact, the like remaining slide or two is building anything, doing any kind of large engineering work, but especially building something tall like this, it requires a bunch of guys, usually guys, not always, but usually, to climb up there and fall off. And they're usually guys whose lives are worth nothing or next to. Um, and like, it's very easy to forget this because there's a whole bunch of ideology that's going into making you forget it. And you look at this, the, you know, you look at the nice building and you think, wow, what a nice building. And you don't think about like, all the people who got injured or who got killed making it. Um, or like just to do basic maintenance on it now, you have to like go over to the side in a bosun chair. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Fuck uh, that. No, yeah. thank you. Well, I think, no. you know, especially with, just honestly, with, like, with COVID protests and kind of what's uh, going on in Minneapolis right now, I think that's, hmm. that's actually a really good point because like people keep talking about like the inconvenience of a target being looted. And it's like a guy died because a cop killed him. And the cop felt comfortable enough to do that on fucking video in broad yep. daylight, knowing with, that with he has done this With three of his friends. With three of his friends, knowing that yeah. he could do this without fucking consequence, and that, you know, people on Twitter or people, you know, your fucking grandparents or your parents watching Fox News or cable news in general, because, like, that's the fucking thing, right? Is that we, we, we worship these sort of monuments to capital, be it a skyscraper or, you know, even a target, and they say, well, what, you know, why, what are you doing? And it's like, motherfucker, like, if my friend, you know, my, if like, you know, obviously, if, like, if Roz were killed by a cop in broad fucking daylight because somebody knelt on his neck until he died, I'd probably throw a fucking brick through a target window. Yeah, this too. is, this is like, the thing. I'd be like, fucking angry, I, and it's just like, these people yeah. just are just like, if you fucking believe for a goddamn hot second, like that dickhead in our Twitter mentions yesterday, that, like, a human life is worth less than a fucking $800 flat screen from Target. I don't know what to say to you other than fuck off, go into the desert, and redacted parody in Minecraft. Yeah. Fuck I mean, literally, like, that, I, 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 saw, I saw a video of uh, a, a guy that I think Unicorn Riot interviewed this morning um, outside the Target that was burned down, and... One of the things that he said struck with me is like one of the clearest articulations of a class-based politics, and it really like that's one of the things that's so uh, heartening, even as it's like terrifying and despairing and you know aggravating about the process is that like it, it feels like something has like the worm has turned there a little bit. But one of the things that he said was the reason why you can you can burn down this target is we're the people who have been putting into it, right? Like, they're the people who built it, they're the people who have been paying them, they're the people who work there. Uh, that You know, they're, they're not the people who run it, right? It's, it's all of the stuff that's in there is their stuff, and it's just being hoarded back from them. 
um, by this huge complex uh, of 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 cops and security cameras and loss prevention and shit like that, and it's designed to like obscure those class relations, and it that that kind of obscurity for a moment at least has has disappeared, and I'm very glad. Um, and with that in mind, I'm I'm going to threaten you with this next slide because I'm going to read a poem. Oh, I before we do that, I do want to say let, let's acknowledge progress where progress has occurred. Uh, these types of jobs are now much safer and much more highly paid than they were in the 30s, like being a high iron, like iron worker type guy or something well, like that. At least in the United States, not, because like, there's, there's a, the, in I was the United States, States. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the big not, asterisk yeah. Yeah, that will, exactly. like, that, because I, I, I feel like, Ross, you're setting yeah. me up for the um, next slide course, beautifully. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. They're also good um, union jobs, but they're also really hard to get. That's the other thing. Um, mm. <laughs> But, so yeah, what what happens when you don't have a good union, but you like still need a bunch of guys to throw a bunch of like steel beams together in the middle of the fucking sky? Four uh, Filipinos. I don't know. <laughs> Take their passports. Yeah, that's exactly it. So over here we have I I've I've literally I have assembled a smorgasbord. Two of these on the left are Dubai. The one on the bottom left is Abu Dhabi. Um, the one on the top right is Nigeria, the one on the bottom right is, I think, India, and then the one in the middle, that's the Patronus Towers in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Um, so, my point being, this is, the, the skyscraper started out as being an American phenomenon, and then, uh, specifically like a Chicago and then New York City phenomenon, um, but it's, one of the things that we've established is like with these the, like the boom and bust cycles, right? The fate of the skyscraper is always tied very closely to the face of the economy. And one of the consequences of globalization, where you like offshore a bunch of this labor, is that all of a sudden you need a bunch more office jobs in Kuala Lumpur or Lagos because those are like the new front lines of capital. Um, and it's it's also like as ever it's a prestige thing like you 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 build these these giant buildings and you can be like look we've we've made it we're a developed country uh you can put that on the tourism things um and and we have a place we have a place within this capital order um and like the places where new skyscrapers get built most often are sort of co-located very well with uh, exploitation, because that's where you get the money to build them from. Um, it's it's like every and, and like the labor conditions. You mentioned taking their passports. That's a system uh, called kafala in 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 the UAE uh, in Dubai particularly, where you import cheap labor like uh, from India or Bangladesh or Nepal or Pakistan. And your boss just takes your passport, and you you have literally wage slavery, where you like you owe the company for shipping you out there, and you're paying that off for however long you're working. Ah, indentured um, servitude. Exactly, exactly. They, uh, and if they it, do they do the same thing on uh, on cruise ships, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Don't take fucking cruises. Yep. And if it's if it's not that, then it's something else, right? Although there's there's go always going to be only eat the Filipino food. <laughs> it's there's always going to be some some form of labor exploitation involved here even my like my point with the uh, the american ones is that even with a good union job it's still exploitative it's just a minimized form of exploitation right and 
with that in mind, I did threaten you, I'm going to read the poem. It's by Bertolt Brecht, it's called Questions from a Worker Who Reads. Who built Thebes of the Seven Gates? In the books, you will read the names of kings. Did the kings haul up the lumps of rock? And Babylon, many times demolished, who raised it up so many times? In what houses of gold, glittering Lima, did its builders live? Where, the evening that the Great Wall of China was finished, did the Masons go? Great Rome is full of triumphal arches. Who erected them? Over whom did the Caesars triumph? Had Byzantium, much praised in song, only palaces for its inhabitants? Even in fabled Atlantis, the night that the ocean engulfed it, the drowning still cried out for their slaves. The young Alexander conquered India. Was he alone? Caesar defeated the Gauls. Did he not even have a cook with him? Philip of Spain wept when his armada went down. Was he the only one to weep? Frederick II won the Seven Years' War. Who else won it? Every page of victory, who cooked the feast for the victors? Every ten years a great man, who paid the bill? So many reports, so many questions. And that's it. I mean, that is... Who, who built all of this shit, man? It's, it's this guy right here holding the cock gun like it's a real gun. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's doing like he's doing like special buildings and tactics. Yes. Oh, oh man. Easy easy to get depressed about this, right? Yes. Like I, I think the thing is I wanted I wanted to put in a slide talking about um uh non-capitalist skyscrapers like Say that like Tatlin's Tower or the Palace of the Soviets or like the Hotel Ukraina. Uh, I didn't, but I didn't. I didn't want to distract from the black pill here. Um, and I think that that brings us to a natural next slide. I don't know if this is this fits in this slide, but I will say one of the things about putting hmm. up real tall buildings, especially in like the UAE and places like that, is they're all they're usually surrounded by. You know, these sort of huge open fields or this massive like podium that's two stories tall. And it's like you get the same amount of floor space by building a six story building that covers the whole lot. Oh, yeah. guys. You know, you, you don't have oh, to do, totally. you don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's important to give a thousand of these guys heat stroke a day. Um for for prestige reasons. Yes. So speaking the, of which the question yeah, the question which I want to pose on this slide is what does a skyscraper actually do as a building, as a piece of engineering? Um, and I, 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 come, I come back to that statistic that I started with about the, uh, the home insurance building, where in 1885, when they, when they opened it, it was 96% occupied. Um, it, it had a vibrant life of doing capitalism within it, right? Yes. By 2020, when they finished the Burj Khalifa, which we saw in, in, in the background of a couple of those photos, it was 33% occupied. Um, that, that hasn't gotten better, right? Um, if, if you want people to, like a lot of these, a lot of new skyscrapers are technically mixed use because they'll include luxury apartments at the top where you get like the best view in Europe or whatever. 
they never sell. Like you cannot get people to to buy or rent them. Um, and so you just end up with like empty office space. Like it's it's very easy to talk about um the the Rukyong Hotel, the giant skyscraper in North Korea that's just sort of empty, just an empty shell and unfinished as like um as as a metaphor for like North Korean ideology. Well, w- what then does like the the empty or mostly empty Burj Khalifa say? Um and I I think it's there's some there's some the king and the land are one shit going on here. I think you can say that a skyscraper is a synecdoche for capitalism uh, because when capitalism is doing well, it's like it's pegged to that cycle. You can sell lots of nice offices to look out over the poor people on, and when it's doing poorly, those are empty. And so now now that capitalism is getting weird, because we might. Inshallah, as we like to say, be seeing its death throes now that we're seeing the line sort of stop mattering. Um, possibly the only sensible thing you can do with a skyscraper is the same thing that you were doing in the Gilded Age, and the same thing that you were doing as a pharaoh, or the same thing that you were doing with your like fortified manor house, and that's you put your name on the outside of it, and then it, it people people know it, and people are very impressed, and you can become president that way. Um, yes. And yeah, and and that's that's really my my final thought about the skyscraper and the disaster of of capital and the disaster of building shit, but too much. Who is it, Roz, that has uh, what leftist org is it that has its headquarters in the financial district? Oh, in, uh, oh yeah, New York City. Yeah, DSA I know the one is in the uh, financial district. Yeah, because that's where. Hey, it's future Justin here again to say that what I was thinking of was the DSA national office not the New York City DSA, and that they've actually since moved out of that office. Um, okay, back, back to the episode. Well, because they have, so many, they have so many old office buildings there, very large old office buildings, that office space is actually very cheap in lower Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'll yeah, well, we're... We're DSA. We're gonna move into the financial <laughs> district. Yeah, the 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 address is sixty nine four twenty Wall Street. Uh, that's the, that's the thing. When like the last few years, when people started really to like when all the uh, identity boxes went up in Long Island City, and it was just like y'all have so much shit already. Like you don't need to fucking build it here. You don't need to dis- yeah. display it to these fucking there's, people. There's, but you have to. There's build, a lot. You have to build. Because capital doesn't know what else to do. There's That's a lot of unhoused so people, um, yeah. and a lot of empty office space. And for some reason, those two things never like really go together. Like you could you could turn these with very little effort into um, into livable communities for a lot of desperate people. Um, but you don't. Oh, you could spend that money on something else. And they but you don't have fucking to... Las Vegas refusing to reopen the, like the hotels to homeless people. Yeah, because just fucking put them in there, man. Well, because like, we'll give you, yeah, we'll give you like a, 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 an outdoor, like taped off, like yeah, two yeah, square yeah, meters exactly. thing. Exactly. That's it's like, and that's one of the things I think we talk about. One of the things we talked about a few episodes. We may have been Paul, and I think it was about like this shit is not by accident. Like, no, it's not no. an accident that they keep building up Long Island City, or they keep building new skyscrapers in Philly, or, you know, this or that, or they don't fucking open the hotels to homeless people. Like, none of the shit is happening by accident, and you should be yeah. pissed off about it. Like, the, 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 question, the question that I'd pose is, is it just to build someone a new office that's mostly probably going to be empty if people in the same city are hungry? 
No, like it's it's obviously not, and that's. But capital is has capital has to keep going. It has to feed upon itself. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I can go to a bank and say, "Hey, give me financing for this building. My anchor tenant is the homeless." I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like you, you know, could uh, I, I yeah. it. <laughs> give it, give, give it, it like a, a week, Let's and we're like, yeah. yeah. Future Justin has to cut in and be like, yeah. After the revolution started in in Minneapolis, then uh, turns out I actually can do that now. <laughs> hey, it's Future Justin here again to say that in Minneapolis, anarchists are now operating a Sheraton hotel as a homeless shelter. So you know, it works. Um, this is in contrast to, say, Washington, D.C., where empty hotels are being used to house the National Guard. All right, back to the episode. Or whatever the shit on 57th Street in New York. Like, it, If you were going to directly convert, like, especially a lot of newer office buildings, the way the floor plate is arranged, because there's so, such large, continuous floor plates, it's really difficult to do any kind of residential conversion, right? Because... Mm. Bedrooms need windows, right? Well, like, so, like yeah, <laughs> we've we've also had uh, one of the things that we've had in in the UK is a lot of the like uh, sort of like urban overflow of London. Uh, councils have just been like housing people in in office buildings, but without doing anything to them, uh, and so it's just been just the just hellish as you can imagine it just looks like it's it's disp it's dismal yeah but my feeling is if you can turn like if you can turn a fucking tobacco warehouse into lofts right you can do something to house some people in some amount of like requisite human dignity with some amount of work and it will still be more um more proportionate than just building it to do nothing yes well, anyway, the next yeah. episode is the Zacomanaro's bridge disaster. I, I was about to say, I, I, I thought we, we usually actually tell people what the next bonus episode is going to be on the bonus oh, episode. Well, what, okay, fine. What actually is the next yes, bonus episode yes. going to be? Because it's we're going to do be beer. Beer. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Shit. We're going to do beer. <laughs> yeah. All right. What? <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah, looking forward to that one. So, sorry to like have brought everybody like into a horrible depression with me in this one. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. And, like, you know, I, yeah, I gotta look at skyscrapers every day, so you know, I, I, uh, I, I am, I am desensitized. Mm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, not every day. Usually, I, well, I can't actually leave my house, and the tree on the porch sort of blocks the view of Center City, so I don't have to look at them. If I cross the street, <laughs> though, then I have to look at them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I will. I pr uh, put it this way: I promise to never read another poem on the podcast. <laughs> no, po poems That's okay. good. I, I support poetry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have any plugs? Do we have anything that we want to like convey to the the problematics? Listen to Trash Future. It's a good podcast. Shit. Yeah. Thank you. I love do that. I I have a um, phone charger on my desk. That's a plug. <laughs> When's Franklin Twelve? Ah, that's a good question. I, I need to finish getting the next podcast up, and I'm gonna keep working on Franklin Twelve. You see, what I've done is I I was like lazy because that we had such so much podcast recorded that I was like, yeah, I'll edit this when I need to edit it, and then I didn't do that. So now 
Now it's like, okay, I got to do the whole damn thing tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, Like, this is a problem for future Justin. I have to do all the work while at the last second while crying. (laughs) (laughs) We ought to get a union or something. Exactly, right? Uh, (laughs) Oh, well. That this this has been another bonus episode. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. I'm sorry that we we trade this for making you feel miserable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if if you stole this, please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you can, if you can't, whatever, fine. Uh, at the very um, least, if you did steal it, I uh, please, yeah, I I know we said this, but like, please don't post. The paid link yeah, right there. That's, in the that's just insulting, like, right? Like, we, if you DM one of us and say, "Hey, you know, I, I'm 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 broke or whatever," uh, and I'll toss you a few bucks if you can. That's fine, and we can work with you. But like, at least don't insult us, please. I think I think Liam, you bartered for fan art for uh, uh, for a link to that. one of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're an entirely barter based economy for yes. this one. But like, probably we will also like to do charity for you. Um, but yeah, no, just, just, just don't be a dick. Um, and that's, that's it. That's, that's your problem. Yes. That do be <laughs> the problem. <laughs> people, people don't think that it, it be like it is, but it do. But it do. But it do. Yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Started yawning pretty bad there at the end, but. <laughs>